Hi everybody, this is Nick from the St. Paul Filmcast, and I want to talk to you about a book that's available to pre-order. It's from a previous guest of the show and a good friend of the show, Dennis Vogan. Dennis is an acclaimed writer for many years, releasing novelas like Thea, Flipped, and Them, and creating comic books like uh, The Brush Fire and my personal fave, The Weirdos. Here he collects blogs, posts, essays, loose change from nearly half a decade. They cover spectrum of topics from comic books to sobriety from outer space to his dog pop culture spirituality nostalgia the multiverse and from joy to grief and everything in between you'll find that dennis vogan is a lot of things and for better or for worse and he has a lot to say check out the book it's called time is a solid state time is a solid state available on amazon or on his website dennisvogan.com check it out today Start the show. Perfect. So, all right, we're here with Cole Reed, um, dedication. So, Cole, what would you like to dedicate this episode to? Uh, I'd actually have two dedications if Wonderful. I could. Um, one for my mom, uh, which I, I I don't think I'm alone in that one. Um, who just always has been and continues to be just an inspiration to me. She's incredibly strong, incredibly smart, uh, level-headed, and I I always learn so much from her. Yeah. 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 And then my second dedication would be just to, you know, as we find ourselves, uh, knock on wood, um, coming out of the dark tunnel of the pandemic, I want to, you know, say thank you to the frontline workers, the scientists, everyone who's helped us um, kind of come where we are and hopefully keep going in the right direction. We're almost there. Yeah. Not quite out yes. of it, but we're almost yes, there. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Wonderful. So. All right. We're going to start the show. Okay, we're back with uh, Cole Reed. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm now, excited your, to be here. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but this is your first time podcasting. It is, yes, ever. Okay. So this is very exciting. It's kind of, yeah. Yeah. It's, a little it's, nervous, but very exciting. It's not like radio where it's like, give me five minutes and off you go, give me the pitch and everything. But yes. it's kind of a nice, fun little thing to do. Yes, yeah. I'm excited to be here. This is weird because we actually planned this almost a year ago, and mm -hmm. then the kind of the everything kind of interrupted yes yeah, so to say the least yes. but it's part of when i talk to actresses and models it's part of the nature because a lot of times i will schedule okay it's good and then like no i got a part i got it okay and then months ahead like ah, can we come back so it's a lot of when right. you talk to people in this industry you have to be adaptable <laughs> very true very yeah, true yeah. and that's that's been one thing that's been surprising to me is just how um as i'm still fairly new to all of this um this work uh it's it's also very last minute so that's that's certainly been an adjustment it's timing so. and a little bit of luck in it but you have to make kind of the make opportunities to mm -hmm. be so and be like you said be ready to be flexible and and uh just grab those opportunities when you get them i'm really i'm fast because i'm a writer and i'm fascinated with names but your name usually is boy's name it, yeah. it is yes yeah. and actually it was my father's middle name um and uh and uh, I, I like it. It's different. It's unique. And um, I, I think I probably do surprise people when I right. send yeah. in, you know, uh, an email or, you know, any sort of correspondence for hopefully a, an audition and, and they see the word Cole. I'm sure they're not expecting a picture of a female. <laughs> 
But so. have you met another female named Cole? I have not. I've met several okay. male Coles, um, <laughs> but uh, not another female Cole. So, you know, I guess well, it's nice. going to be unique, it's, right? It's, you're right. It's unique. Yeah. You got to be, well, you got to be odd to be number one. That's right. That's yeah. right. But then read also. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I love when I do characters. If I can get one syllable for both the first and ah, last name. Yes. Because primarily superheroes have that. That's true. That is true. At most, well, sometimes most. So if you can have two syllables, that's a little too much. But okay. Like Diana Prince. That's okay, for Wonder yeah. Woman. Yeah. But yeah, usually one yeah. syllable, like Clark Kent or Bruce Wayne. Yes. Yeah. So if you can get one syllable, I think we have a superhero. <laughs> I'll pretend I'm a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah. Well, we're surrounded by superhero stuff. We are. Yeah. It's amazing. And I kind of over, it's almost kind of saturated too much with superhero stuff in the movies. Even I think it's a little more too much. Yeah. yeah I mean, I was uh, watching the news actually this morning and they were talking about, um, you know, the big blockbuster movies that are scheduled to come out hopefully this summer that have been kind of delayed, obviously, through COVID. Um, yeah. And one of the big ones is. Um, Black Widow, I think, mm-hmm. is supposed to come out, um, which everybody's really excited about. But I, I admittedly do not know, <laughs> do not know enough about her character and and all of that. So you know, that's one I don't know that I'll jump out to see. But well, I think sometimes if you're a little naive to it, mm-hmm. it's it's exciting because it you're could like, be what even is better. this? I don't know what this is. Right, or it could right. Be like, oh, yeah. So yeah. Sometimes if you don't really know, it's fascinating, mm-hmm. right? I mm-hmm. think that's one of the things I like about movies is. We go into areas that we're not familiar with. Right? Very true. Very, very yeah. true. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of an escape. Yeah. yeah. Like my wife, you know, why are you yeah. watching this? It's called People Under the Stairs. Why are you watching it? Because I don't have people under the stairs. I <laughs> Thankfully, <see>. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd live here if I had people under, under the, the stairs. stairs. Yes. <laughs> so, well, what kind of movies are you kind of, can you watch everything? Or do you have a kind I, of... You know, I, I do. I, I love um, I, I love a good uh, kind of gangster movie. Uh, that was one thing my dad and I shared um, kind of growing up in, in the, I'd say, probably late 70s, more of the 80s, because then I was a little old, older to right, kind of appre- yeah. enough yeah. to appreciate things and actually watch some of those more violent <laughs> uh, movies. Um, so, you know... Anything from The Godfather to Goodfellas, uh, you know, you, you name it. The, a good gangster movie is always fun. And just uh, just good suspense. And um, another movie that my husband and I just watched recently, uh, again, was The Negotiator with um, Samuel, Jackson oh, Samuel Jackson and Kevin Spacey. Great, great movie. Um, yeah, because you don't really know which side is... Exactly. Are, are you really the bad guy doing all those bad things? Or are you doing it for a point? Or, right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a great movie to watch again. Um but, you know, comedies are fantastic as well. Love a good comedy. Um, so, yeah, wide range. I, I mean, just I love great performances. And, um, you know, now getting into uh, the the acting world as, as little as I have so far, but loving to continue to dive in, um, you just learn, uh, I think, even more of an appreciation for you know, the good work that you see, you watch it very differently and, and see things that you never would have seen before. I would actually agree because yeah. I've watched thousands of movies all my life. And at age 43, I actually directed my first film. Mm-hmm. And that gives you, even even though you watch all those movies, you do a movie yourself or you do an acting yourself and you watch other things, you're like, well, how do they do that? Or mm-hmm. acting is so much impressive now that you actually part of the process and you see somebody you know, all of a sudden, all right, take, and you do it, and you're like, 
where did that come from? Mm-hmm. You know, we've been sitting, right, right. right. Yeah. Well, I think it's very difficult for movies because it's a lot of downtime. You know, mm-hmm. you set up everything. So it takes, sometimes it might be take an hour to set up a scene that's for, you see in a movie, it's just only two minutes. Very true. And then, all right, do it. And then you have a big meltdown or a scream and like, yes, good, we're moving on. What? Yes. <laughs> yes. There's no time to like, oh, praise or accolade or change. We're just moving on to the next right, thing. Right, right. Now. So I think a lot of people who don't really do move or not part of the process, not part of the industry, don't understand how there's a lot of quiet to it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Especially, I think, yeah. for the the actors, because, um, you know, everyone else is so busy setting up and moving the cameras around and, you know, figuring out what is the best shot and the angle and all of that. And then, like you said, the actors, it's like, okay, let's go. <laughs> I did get, I got in trouble myself because my friend, um, oh, I was the director, but the one of the lead stars, Joe Facente, and us, yeah, we got caught, yeah, yeah. you know, because of downtime, we talked about old movies and all of a sudden, you know, we're ready. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Which I heard happened in the movie Departed with Martin Scorsese and Jack ah, Nicholson. Okay. It took so long to... The shoot because they would sit in their chairs talking movies for oh, hours too funny. and nobody had the strength to interrupt those two powerhouses and say you know what yes we do- <laughs> yeah th- those would be two tough people to uh try to interrupt or rein in you go yes. do it no, you yeah go, yeah exactly exactly who draws the short straw on that one <laughs> but you started Late in the process. Well, very much so. Yeah, okay. I mean, my uh, really my adult career has been spent in uh, the banking and finance world, uh, and still is. I mean, that's still my day job. So we call to speak. it your survival job. Yes, yes, um, and that's been a fantastic. I mean, I you know I I very much appreciate uh, the the work I've done there, and and uh, have been very fortunate in in that work. Um, and um, I guess it's probably been about my gosh, five years now, okay. um, that I I walked as a volunteer in a, in a local Planned Parenthood fundraising fashion show, um, which, you know, you wouldn't think that would really inspire you to dive into acting. Um, but yeah, it, I, I, um, we got to put the link. Yeah, yeah but, uh, you know, just walking in that and just being kind of in a more creative, kind of fun environment like that, just sparked something for me and I thought this is really fun and I when I was a teenager I did some modeling um, when I was young and really enjoyed it but then of course you know life happens and you get into your banking finance career and you know before you know it more years have passed than I'd care to admit but um, so I thought well why not try to jump back in to, right. to the modeling and um, you know I talked to some people that I know that are kind of in that that uh biz uh here locally and and got some some uh you know photos done and kind of you know was lucky enough to be um to have some luck getting a couple of agents and and uh just you know really trying to continue to learn because obviously not my area of expertise um so took some classes uh did some some commercial um because as I thought about modeling, I thought, you know, well, maybe, you know, at, at my age, obviously, I'm not going to be the the new face for, you know, a big brand or anything right. like there's that. Right. There's a certain little thing for the modeling in, industry. Right, yeah, right. So I thought, well, you know, maybe thinking of modeling slash commercial work. Um, and so wanted to, to obviously learn a little bit more there. So took some classes with Michelle Hutchison just to, okay. um, you know, 
think about on camera. I uh, had never done any on camera work. So thought, okay, I probably need to figure out at least the basics. Um, and, and what do I look like on camera? And <laughs> and that is quite eye opening when you start working with somebody and you film yeah. yourself and you, you very quickly see, you know, oh my gosh, I have this funny little quirk or, you know, I make I roll my eyes too much or I I do all these weird things with my face. Um, So that was very educational. But but when I did those classes with Michelle, I mean, she she also has has you, you know, work on scripts and things like that. You kind of dive more into the acting uh, versus just kind of on camera commercial work. Yeah. And and it was so much fun. I just loved it. Um, And so I thought, well, why not? Right. I mean life is short. Why not dive into this and exactly. just keep pursuing it and keep absorbing and trying to learn more and let's, let's have some fun and make a go of it and see what happens. I have to agree that cause that's a lot of, that's a loaded answer for, yeah, but cause I, I, I agree um, very much the same with you. I started almost in my forties, like, you know, I was supposed to be doing this in my life mm-hmm. that I wanted to do when I was a teenager. Let's start working on that. And it took me to the age of 40 to find it like, mm-hmm. let's just not stop working. You know, you work to survive and then let's let's do the comic books. Let's do the movies and stuff. So, yeah, I totally relate that I'm a late bloomer. My mom always says yeah. I was a late bloomer, so <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think modeling is the best transitioning to acting. I think they're kind of the same branch, aren't they? The same, yeah. well, the same kind of tree because when you do modeling, you're kind of doing a story. Mm-hmm. Very true. You're almost Very true. like a single frame movie story. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think if I look at a modeling picture, if I can kind of conjure up a, a story in my mind, I think it's a fantastic mm-hmm. picture. Yeah. Very true. Very yeah. true. Yes. yes. Can you, are you comfortable seeing yourself in pictures? Um, I, I'm getting more so. I mean, I, I think you, um, you, you know, you, yeah. you get more used to it um i think that's the hard that's the first thing to it is it is challenging um but but again it's uh you know all all we all any of us can really do is try to better ourselves every day and and you know if you put in the effort and put in the time and 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 go into it knowing that you're not an expert and that you really are there to learn and um if you if you have a little bit of passion in there for it too i think you know it's it's uh it makes it fun. Um, with the now modeling, do, do you look at like before you approach it? Do you do the costuming first, or you work with a photographer, or you know, are certain jobs are different, or it's always kind of the same kind of procedures? Um, well, at this point, I mean, again, I'm I'm uh, just you know, like I said, five years ago, I did that fashion show, and then certainly, yeah. um, you know, trying to get prepared and and. Uh, kind of build up a portfolio of photos and things like that. Um, you know, it's, I, I haven't, um, I mean, I've had some jobs which have been fantastic. Yeah. Um, but certainly I've not had a, a wide, you know, array of, of different jobs. Um, cause certainly when the pandemic hit that slowed, that, yeah, that right. put, came everything, you know, I had built some good momentum and then things came to kind of a street, you know, screeching halt. Um, so hopefully now, you know, definitely seeing things picking up. Everybody's um, got to get their bearings back. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm really hoping that, that, uh, you know, to, to again, continue working hard and pursuing yeah. and, um, hopefully there will be more opportunities. Um, but yeah, when you, you know, when I've, when I've had the jobs that I've had, I mean, you, you do try to understand, you know, what, um, 
you know, what is the message that they're trying to portray yes. um, and, and the brand and, and you know, who who are they going after? Um, I mean, chances are good that if they're hiring me, they're probably going after somebody older, um, you know, uh, and, and maybe more with that mom, uh, the mom character. Um, but uh, so just try to, you know, keep that in mind because it's really not about me. It's about the, you know, whatever you're representing or yes. um, um, that that's really what it's about. So just trying to understand where where they want to take it and where they want the message to go. Yeah. So it's 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 everybody thinks modeling is you're promoting yourself, but it's actually promoting a concept. Mm -hmm. almost. Exactly. And using your yep. own personal and your own body as a vessel to promote it. For sure. So it seems a little bit. I think everybody's misnomer that it's exclusively about you is not really true. Right. It's about a certain look. It is about a certain idea or a certain concept. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So now do you look at modeling differently now that you're part of the process than you used to? Because we talked about being in movies. And yeah. I mean, again, I think when you look at a, you know, whether it's a magazine or, you know, you see a commercial on TV, uh, again, I think you... Um, you just have a greater appreciation for kind of the details and the work and, and all the effort that goes into it. And, and, um, and I think you just, like I said, you, you appreciate it more, um, yeah. versus just, you know, loving the commercial <laughs> for loving the commercial. Cause it's funny like, where or they, whatever, where, where, where they filmed that? Yeah. but, um, but you know, now you look at it and just, you know, I, I think you just say, wow, you know, and you kind of wonder, like, I wonder if any of that was improv or, uh, you, you kind of just think to yourself, like, I wonder if all that was really scripted or did they just, you know, nail it with some improv. You, you, you kind of think about those things. I, I, um, when I do workshops for podcasting and one of the first things I always tell them is, you have to get comfortable with your voice. That's how you sound, whether mm -hmm. you like it or not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you don't know. So we do a first kind of get your feet wet of just talking. Yep. And getting to transition of being having constantly talking. Because I still gaff, you know, but I still do the show. I still gaff and I still mm -hmm. pick up my words and everything. But it's like you have to get comfortable with your voice and then we move on from there. And I think that's much like modeling. You have to get comfortable with your look, mm -hmm. what you can do, what you can't, and then we'll move on from there. Right, right. Yeah. But yeah. I always say that's not a minus. We want What we want to do is show off your talents, mm -hmm. which you're really good at. Yeah, so, right, yeah. so right. we're, we're not trying to force something, you know. We're not trying to make you be shorter or taller, but... <laughs> Really accentuate what you really are talented about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have your good eyes. Let's focus on your eyes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah and everybody, good. everybody has something fantastic to yeah. to contribute and to add. And and um, now, would you yeah. ever do like you know? There's hand modeling. There's other stuff. So sure. I mean, I'm I'm uh, I you know I'm really open to to. Uh, to anything. I mean, I, at this point, I, I'm just really enjoying, you know, the work that I do have. And, yeah. and, you know, one thing I've, I've really enjoyed in this entire experience is obviously it's a very different industry than where I've spent most <laughs> yeah. of my adult life. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And yeah. kind of corporate America where, um, I was listening to another one of your podcasts where somebody had also been in corporate America and said, you know, thinking back, I, I did do some acting in, you know, in that job, you don't think about it as acting, but you, you do. Um, but it's very different because at least in my experience in corporate America, you're, you're, you know, you're trained to, you know, keep everything inside and you always have to be very professional and, and, um, 
hopefully composed and all of that, where in the acting world, yeah. it's like complete opposite. So that's one of the, the harder things for me is just like letting go and letting yeah. everything come out. But, um, but uh, what I was going to say is, is the industry kind of this creative commercial acting modeling industry um, is so, so different. So that's just been so energizing and so fun yeah, to is. meet, you know, meet, people I never would have met before. Um, and I've had, you know, the the few acting jobs that I've done, I've been so fortunate, I think, to meet some of the people here locally that I have and, and work with who I have, because they're, they're fantastic. Uh, and they're so passionate about what they do. And, and um, you know, you, you don't necessarily see that as much in the corporate world, just that passion, that pure passion for what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, infectious and it's energizing and that's I've really enjoyed that aspect of kind of getting into the space I think because I've written my own comic book and I did it and that's kind of you're isolated right you're own by mm -hmm. yourself even though you just kind of share it with everybody but when you do a movie it's fascinating when you have like at least 10 people they're all doing the same job mm -hmm. which is they want to make a great thing right and right all working together I really had you know I've only been on a handful of film sets and it's never really been um, especially here in Minnesota. So it's been kind of short films, you know, small, mm -hmm, small mm -hmm. crews. But it's been fun. Yes. I never really had a blowout or nobody had upset or anything. Yes. Because everybody just loves making movies. Right. It's just it. that and pure some passion. Do, some of it just yeah. do, I know like people who do it for free. So because mm -hmm. they just have a regular job. Mm -hmm. They want to do something that's, you know, being a movie and working on set. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah, it's very passion driven around yes so, yes um, which which is great and i i'm really hoping um I, i'm sure you've seen all the um the uh energy and action around kind of trying to bring more movies back to minnesota and the the tax credit and all of that so yeah. i'm so hoping that um we see some progress there and and can be successful in bringing that back to, yeah, to right minnesota now, mm -hmm. right now in duluth mm -hmm. it's really their city is really in, in you know the, i know a lot of people that are flocking up there yeah you know some people i know two movies are being made up there right now mm -hmm. blair smith is making one mm -hmm. and so duluth kind of figured out that they you know we do kind of some encouragement some kind of right tax incentive right encouragement to make movies around there so I think if anybody would have a, like a full feature they want to do, they'll probably want to go up to Duluth. There's already mm -hmm. people establishing camps and bases for their film productions. There's a film festival starting right there. So yeah. Duluth will kind of figure it out. And I think hopefully expands into the state as well. Right. I hope yeah. so as well. Because, I mean, it, it, you know, it, it's fantastic for the local economy. And, and, and again, yeah. we have, I, I, I think, and, and I mean, I haven't even met all of them, but I mean, just the people that I have met, which is, you know, a, a nice handful of people. Um, and it's kind of weird. Just because, that passion and, and, the, yeah. and the skill. I mean, it, that's also pretty amazing. Just looking at, um, you know, other actors and actresses that I've met, um, so talented. Um, and, and I love learning from them. Um, so it's, you know, I, it just seems like such a natural to hopefully we can leverage everything everybody that's here with that passion and that talent and and bring some some more uh full features here it's kind of weird because we all work intensely intimately together mm -hmm. and do personal stuff like a you know movie with emotions and all stuff and then we go and leave and probably never see each other ever again right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah all right see you later okay and it's like well that was fun yeah <laughs> So it's kind of weird. I always trying to think of some kind of social gathering event we could do that's just not on a job mm -hmm. that we could just hang out and mm -hmm. <laughs> it right. would be nice just to have yeah. like some kind of social function where we could just, 
oh, we're not on a movie set and we can right. actually just hang out and talk. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's almost it's almost like uh, my friend uh, uh, Buzz said it was almost like being an Olympic athlete that you're on a team for such a, set, a short amount of time and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden we're done. We want a medal. Go home and probably never see each other again. Right. Right. <laughs> hope hope that you do, but it, you, you know right. it may not yeah. may not work out that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, do we ever want to do voiceover? Since we're doing a podcast, um, again, I mean, I'm really open to to anything. Um, I, I think if there was an opportunity there, uh, I mean, obviously, yeah. I would certainly have to do some um, again more education and practice and and work. I'm I'm sure, but uh, sure, I yeah. you know, I think that'd be that'd be fun as well. Just just really trying to. You know, get out of my comfort zone and and explore. Well, that's the whole thing. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, yeah. Just explore new opportunities and and you know who knows what you um you know if you don't try you never know what you might be really good at that you don't know what you're good at. Um, that kind of is kind of scary yeah. for some people. Yeah. I think people oh, it really want to. Oh, do, for sure. You know. Um, and you know your question earlier about am I comfortable seeing myself? I mean, <laughs> um, you know, watching myself, especially on on film, is is I think even still more uncomfortable for me um but at the same time it's fun um but but you do it is it is scary but you know i i I think the older you get the less you care about kind of making an ass out of yourself um yeah because you have i've had many practices well yeah yeah, yeah. i mean you know yeah hello um i mean we all make horrible mistakes throughout our lives that's how you learn um well hopefully you learn from them um and if you didn't know talk to my parents (laughs) yeah or you could talk to mine um um, so, you know, why not? Right. I think that's just why not have some fun and learn. And, and if, if hopefully you can end up creating something really fantastic. So. That's kind of my weakness. I'm a kind of a people pleaser. So if somebody, you know, somebody doesn't like my story. Well, why not? What, why, why, <laughs> what do we need to change? I, that's, I know I have to work on that yeah. rather than just write something that I like and enjoy. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you appreciate rather than adapt to somebody else's taste. Sure. Sure. Well, because yeah. of course, you know everybody's not going to like everything that you do. But then right, on the yeah. other hand, you know, I'm, if you wrote something that appealed to you, I'm sure it will appeal to many others as well. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, my sales pitch on the film set, which yeah. is we don't know how it's going to be perceived. We can make a yep. great movie, but mm-hmm. the audience might not like it. Mm-hmm. We can make an awful movie and the audience love it. Mm-hmm. So we don't know how it's going to be perceived or we can make, we can think it's a good movie. Right. And you have to enjoy it at least doing it. We don't mm-hmm. know how it's going to turn out. Right. It right. could be the worst thing ever. Yeah. Just enjoy doing it. Sure. Or exactly. the greatest thing ever. You, you just don't know. So so why not try? Right. Yeah. I think uh, like uh, a lot of people, you know, there's like certain pages on my comic book that people like that I don't. Like, I really like this page. And I go, why? I don't think it's one of my best. So you have to understand that people's tastes are different than mm-hmm. yours. Mm-hmm. I know Stephen King doesn't really think, you know, some of his, like, Carrie is one of his best. But everybody likes Carrie. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of have to go with that. Or if you're a music band, you know, I don't know why everybody likes this song, but yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so but you don't for whatever really reason, that, it connects, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. You just don't know. Do you ever yeah. try, you ever want to do music? You know, it's funny about... Uh, Gosh, seven or ten years ago, my father played the drums. Um, All right, yes. and uh, um, I, I've always—that's one thing I'd always been interested in trying. And and uh, my husband, bless his heart, maybe 
gosh, it's probably been 10 years ago now, eight or 10 years ago, got me drum lessons uh, for, for a Christmas gift one year, which was fantastic. Yeah. So I did some um, some drum lessons and then we ended up, uh, a friend of my husband's was selling his drum set or wanted to sell his drum set. So I bought it. I said, again, why not? Let's try this. And so I have a drum set at home. Uh, admittedly, I have not been playing for a while now, um, but I need to kind of jump back in it. And I mean, I'm very much a beginner, um, but oh my gosh, it's so That's fun. okay. You can do all the Beatles songs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's um, all 4-4. Four, four, um, <laughs> but how fun is it to, you know, put on a set of headphones and, you mm -hmm. know, blast some, I mean, even like the like 80s anthem rock, like ACDC and those, yeah. I mean, it's just so much fun um, do you have to, a ride? to do you pretend. Have a, right, to pretend. So, Do you have a ride? A symbol? Ride symbol? Yeah. Where do, yeah. You, do you put it on your power hand or do you have to cross? Um, I have two, actually. Oh, you have two rides. Okay. All right. <laughs> yes. No, I mean, I'm a pretty hardcore set. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's just so fun. So, so yeah. again, I mean, I'm just uh, at, at this stage of, of life, just really, um, you know, as they say, it's it's not the things that you do that you regret, but the things that you don't do. So um, so just why not try these things uh, and have some fun? And... Now, if you, I don't know if you know, but the music in this podcast is from my band. Oh, I did not know that. So, okay. And that's me drumming. Oh, good. Oh, fun. So okay, good. I was good. a drummer in a, in a rock band. Oh, that's fantastic. So my left foot is my power foot. So okay. I, that's my where I put my pedal. Which, okay. Where do you put your pedal? My right. Oh, you're right? Yeah. And then you cross over? Yes. Okay. Yep, yep. So I'm left-handed, so we just reverse uh -huh. it. Okay, yep. There you go. I'm right-handed, so that makes sense. So. I had a, a Yamaha Oak Custom which is good for live shows. Okay. What do nice. you what do you have? I don't even know. You don't know? I, yeah, I was I it, sadly um again it's a beautiful set. Um but uh I I don't know. Sorry. I was good proficient. I can't tune a drum set to save me. Yeah. I know a lot of people that are actually good drummers that can't tune their own drum sets. Oh, funny. So, but there are a lot of people that, you know, can tune them as well. Sure. But or by ear. There's now there's some oh, mechanical wow. devices that, that can do it all. You know, you put your it's like a thing that you put on the top or the surface of a drum that can tell mm -hmm. you where to tune it. Mm -hmm. But I know a lot of people that can just do it by ear, and I can't. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. yeah, that's way more advanced than than where I am. I'm just <laughs> uh, you know hobby slash. You're not doing rush. At super home. no, no, not even attempting that. Uh, but so, ACDC yeah. is a good start. Yeah. Yeah, why not? I mean, and you know, again, nobody's watching, so why not just have some fun? So, so do you have? <laughs> so you got the whole because it's a whole wrist thing. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you can't. You got to relax your wrists, and then mm -hmm. you got to hold it and then do the, all the. I'm not a clever drummer. I never was. I can't do the rolls or whatever. But yeah, well, and again, yeah. I'm like uber yeah. beginner, so <laughs> just having some fun. So. Yeah. Yeah, my my dogs don't appreciate it very much, but uh, but, I, but I have some fun. So, but now that you do an instrument, mm -hmm. when you listen to a song, do the drums pop out to you more? They they do even more yeah. so. I mean, they always have. It's it's you know it's it's funny when I see live music. Um, I I always even if you know, even if the the artist is a solo artist and, you know, they're up singing or playing guitar or whatever. I always find myself gravitating toward watching the drummer. That's always yeah. where I've been fascinated. Um, and even more so now, because, you know, again, um, I think you having tried something yourself, you have an even more of a, an appreciation for those people that are just amazing at what they do. 
Um, so yeah. Yeah, because when I started learning drums and practicing, it all of a sudden when I listened to us another song or somebody else's song, mm-hmm. the first thing that would pop out at me is mm-hmm. the drums. Mm-hmm. Where if you're not drumming, I think it comes to get in the background. Like yeah, there were drums in it, but don't really right. come out forward that it yeah. used to. Yeah. 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 Would you want to venture into another instrument? Or just stick to? Oh, I think I'll stick to one. <laughs> to the drums for now. That's, I, you know, again, You're not going to be I like Dave Grohl and do every instrument? Oh, my I... gosh, no. The, and, and, you know, I'm so impressed by people like that. Um, no, I'll, I'll stick with the little drumming that I, that I do do um, and, and just, you know, in, enjoy it. So. Do you have a, before we go to break, do you have a favorite song with drums in it? Ooh, good question. I'll have to think about that one. You want to answer it after break? Yes, I'll have to think about that. (laughs) Okay, we're going to take a little break. um, (laughs) Sounds good. And then back more with Cole Reed. Hi, everybody. This is Nick for the St. Paul Filmcast. And I want to talk to you about a great place here in the Twin Cities for your next social gathering event. It's the Serbian Hall in South St. Paul. The Serbian Hall in South St. Paul is now open. Built in 1924, it is a unique historic venue perfect to host your next wedding, social gathering, corporate event, or any kind of celebration. The hall has over 9,000 square feet of historic charm perfect for your event. With a ballroom upstairs and a classic bar and reception downstairs, it has the flexibility to meet all your needs. From start to finish, to help you coordinate with every detail. Book now for 2021 graduations. Spaces are filling up fast. Visit their website, www.serbianhall.com. You can also find them on Facebook. They just can't wait to work with you. Your next social gathering event, think the Serbian Hall in South St. Paul. Hi, everybody. This is Nick from the St. Paul Filmcast. And I want to talk to you about a mockumentary short film that's on Kickstarter right now that I'm really excited about. It's called The Minnesota Renaissance Man. It's a short film about two former film majors, Richie and Demi, trying to look to get their big break by finding The Minnesota Renaissance Man. Stories of this man's life go back far as the 60s. It seems everybody has a story about him, whether it's his time working with Prince, his cooking skills, his artistic expertise. One note about this film, the entire cast comes from the North Hennepin Community College. The entire crew comes from the Minneapolis Twin Cities area. If you're interested to look in to support this film, check out its Kickstarter for the Minnesota Renaissance Man. The musical scores comes from Jake Berglove from the band Early Eyes, as well as another artist who goes by the name Dalem. Please check out the Minnesota Renaissance Man on Kickstarter for possibly advanced copies of the film. Check out the Minnesota Renaissance Man today. Well, hello everyone. I am Billy Dees from the self-titled Billy Dees Podcast. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and many more of the best podcast networks. Join me for my commentary and interviews. Follow me on Twitter, really easy to find, at Billy Dees. I am Billy Dees. I'd love to have you listen in. All right, we're back with Cole Reed, and 
do you have an answer or answers? I think I have multiple answers. Yeah. I'm going to take kind of a cop out, I think. Um, it's not a cop out. So when I, yeah, when I think about drumming and, and what, what yeah. I love, um, you know, you mentioned Rush earlier. I mean, obviously, from that perspective, just incredibly skilled drumming uh that that puts everyone else to shame yeah um Neil Pert, yeah yes yeah. um but uh, i also love you know like the drumming um i'll call it more passionate or pseudo even angry drumming of like the foo fighters or um and and also some certain songs with like social distortion yeah. as, as a band just kind of really more that passionate um you know, kind of loud drumming that, that, you know, when you're in the right mood, that's just what you want to hear. Right. So, if yeah. you can really proficiently do shoot to thrill on drums, I'll come over. Okay. On ACDC. Okay. If you can do shoot to thrill, then that. Yeah. Okay. It's a challenge. <laughs> We're on. <laughs> so uh, with Cole, uh, do we ever want to, outside of doing acting and modeling, do you ever want to do like writing or the music? Um, probably. I mean, that that's certainly not something that's on my mind today. Um, yeah. and, and there's not. Um, well, we're learning from you. And if it's not, it's, it still could be. Yeah, you just, road, again, right? you just never know. Right, I mean, I, I, I say that, um, you know, I'm not one of those people that um, I, I at this point, I don't have a story inside me that's you know itching to get out on you paper. You don't have the great bank um, robbing story that we're all going to No, no, I, I don't think I do at least. Um, so, but again, you never know. I mean, I, I, uh, I'm just trying to uh, be open yeah. to what life brings and, and have some fun and have some adventures and, and certainly go into those things doing the best that I can do and, and um, from, yeah. you know, an educated and, and at least just a, you know, um, pursuit perspective just again trying to be the the best that i can be at, at whatever it is i so. think if somebody that writes the next bank robbing movie which we need to call you right okay yeah okay yeah. i think well do you can you watch one of those kind of the movies those heist movies oh yeah yeah love them yeah right yeah <laughs> like inside man great movie yeah um that was a good or like one. one of those like uh what are those George Clooney, Brad Pitt, those, uh, Oh, that, uh, Ocean's 11. Yep. yep. Actually the original, I like the original, the Frank Ocean with Frank Sinatra. I have not seen the original. So yeah, I think there's another version of it. The Robin and the seven hoods. Okay. Which is kind of the same, like, you know, Frank Sinatra and his gang. Okay. It's kind of the same thing. Like that success was good with this one. But if you, if you like that kind of Robin, the seven hoods, a little more fun. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'll check yeah. it out. Yeah. yeah. So, gangster movies. Yes. Do you have a particular favorite one in mind Ooh. that you can spit out? That's on a, a tough reflex? one. Um, good, you would just watch, Goodfellas. Would you, um, you watch just watch the Godfather. just watch the Godfather one and two. Um, I I will admit skipping three because saw it, but not one to watch over and over again. But that is kind of funny because <laughs> in the, what are the early seventies the Oscars? It was Godfather, mm-hmm. then The Sting. Mm-hmm. And then Godfather too, yeah. Like sandwiched in between the Godfathers, it's this other kind of cool little gangster. Well, yeah, is that that's not really a gangster movie? It's kind of, yeah, kind of, kind of is, kind of, yeah. Well, that's like a fun one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, good. I mean, good. Goodfellas is just fantastic. So, so yeah. much about it is just so good. So that's that's one when I think of a favorite that certainly comes to mind. So, I'm watching it now and how they edit it, 
and shot that is far more fascinating, I think, mm. as a whole, because a lot of the point of view shots, I've been like when Karen holds the gun to him and how yes. they framed a close up of his point of view. Yes. And, and her hers. Point yes. Of view, yes. Or them, you know, together mm-hmm. from a distance mm-hmm. and how they get, they're more intimate together when they start out and then as the movie progresses they get farther and farther away physically distant ah that's a great great observation yeah well yeah. i mentioned it before when peter groin is on here the oscar schindler the movie schindler's list and how mm-hmm. the lighting is harsher when you first see him and then as hmm. the movie progresses he gets softer and softer uh-huh as he gets see more these empathy. things that you know yeah. You probably don't even notice as just watching it. And now, now I'm going to have to go back and watch that one too. <laughs> and be like, oh my gosh. Now you're going right. to watch The Godfather. He's right. I, to- I told you about the, the cat from The Godfather. Yes, was a yes. runaway cat and then That's only like funny. Marlon. And- <laughs> that is so fantastic though. What a great story. <laughs> well, when for auditions, are you, mm-hmm. is it kind of still kind of, do you do the Zoom auditions or? I, I have been. Because now yes. it's more video auditions. Yes, now than yes, self tapes and um, so you know I've got my little corner in my in my house um, and my husband, bless his heart, very supportive. He's uh, <laughs> he's my reader uh, opposite me when when need I think be. people forget auditioning is kind of a two person thing. Right? Yes, <laughs> yes. So he's been a, a great sport, and I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, it's it's you know you. Um, I think when I first started doing Zoom auditions, I would do, you know, way too many takes. I mean, just trying to probably just trying to be perfect, which you're never going to be where now I think I'm I think I do more preparation before I actually, you know, hit record. Uh, And then I just do fewer takes. And I I just say, you know, I say, "Eh, just going to go with the best one and. You know, it is what it is. So I think that when you watch a lot of auditions and you practice practice, but the more comfortable you are, yeah, practice out rather than doing the constant multiple takes. The more that yes. you just kind of kind of feel comfortable doing it, or you bring some right. flavor to that, right? Yeah, because you want to be somewhat natural, and I think the more takes that you do, the less and less yeah. natural that you kind of become. Um, you might maybe you say the lines perfectly, but uh, or or you know how they're written, but you know, yeah. probably something else isn't quite as natural or, or authentic uh, in, in take, you know, for my 35. I was doing research for my YouTube channel with Kyle mm-hmm. and we're in a couple of months, we're going to do Mel Brooks movies. And we talked about oh. young Frankenstein. <gasps> yes. And with, with young Frankenstein happened, the greatest audition ever with uh, Kenneth Mars showed up to be the inspector for an audition audition. Okay. And he simply wore that hat and an eye patch with a monocle over it. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. And that was it. And then, yeah, Mel's like, okay, just say your lines. And then he said the lines and he, he couldn't understand them. And then Mel's like, well, I don't understand you. And <gasps> Kenneth Martin, that's the whole point. You watch these old movies, he, all these Frankenstein movies. You don't understand what the villagers are saying. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. But you come in with an eye patch and a monocle, monocle over it. <laughs> you certainly, uh, you're certainly going to be remembered, right? Yes. yes, yes. He was also fantastic in that What's Up Doc. Okay, the, I don't remember that one. Oh, the Peter Bondanovich okay. uh, screwball one. Okay. With no. uh, Barbara Streisand and oh, wow. Ryan O'Neill. Okay. You probably like that. Okay, interesting. It's from the late, I think the late 70s. It's called What's Up, With Doc? those two together? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Is fun. this screwball comedy kind of thing? Sure, sure. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of hard to do, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I come. It comes to mind again, thinking of kind of late seventies, maybe early eighties, like the when can, it came, was Cannonball Ball Run. Came back? Yeah. Cannonball Run. Do you remember? Yes, um, and Mad Mad Merrill oh, yeah. and all that. Yeah, oh, it was yeah. like the late seventies when Screwball kind of came back in favor. When yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of like in the nineties when disaster movies came back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we had like Dante's Peak and Twister and right, right. All that stuff. It always yeah. comes back. Yeah, always That's have all. your trends. Yes, <laughs> yes. So yeah. Do you, are you? Um, would you ever want to do like a comedy? Sure. Yeah. Sure. It's kind of yeah. hard to is it's almost like doing a horror movie, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You have to it's almost like it's almost well, the thin line, is it funny or is it horrific mm-hmm. at the same time? Or can it be both? Yes. Can it be both? Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Can you, well that's you know, like young Frankenstein. We're gonna make it almost like a serious horror movie. Yes. Yes. But it's funny, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, I'm just, yeah. you know, again, just uh super excited to be doing what I'm doing and, and learning so much for some from some great passionate people and it's so much fun yeah do you have a particular actress that you kind of gives you inspiration um you know i love i love people that um both actors and actors actresses Mm -hmm. um i i I really love their subtlety so i think of um like juliette binoche comes to mind for an actress um i think you're the first person on my show to mention her oh really she really needs more attention she's so amazing and i mean just her um just subtle facial facial features and chain you know expressions um are just amazing um you know i i not too long ago watched again the english patient and she's just so fantastic in that um (laughs) I think I took my a date when I was in school to see that. To see that, yeah. Did you ever read the book? No, no. I remember that was a big everybody. All the teenage girls were reading that book and seeing the movie. Oh, funny, Ray Fiennes. Ray Fiennes. Yes, yes. Yes, I remember yes. that phrase in high school. Ray Fiennes is fine. Ah, oh, funny. Um, yeah. So I, she comes to mind, and then for an actor, you know, Daniel Day Lewis has just always been um, one of my favorites by far. Who just, yeah. I mean, talk about just. You know, I mean, he's well known for just diving <laughs> completely know, into right? his characters. <laughs> was, hey, look, so when I watched Phantom Thread, his last movie, well, he's he proclaimed it's going to be his mm-hmm, last movie, mm-hmm, which is so sad. And my wife and I kind of left, kind of underwhelmed. Okay. But then you want you think about it again. You go, God, he was good. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things. He's so good. Even and then I actually, the more I thought about it, the more I appreciate the movie. I think it was a little more harsh the first time. I, I think I was expecting something else. Okay. And I shouldn't do that. I know I shouldn't do that, and it turned into something um, completely different. Yeah. But I really enjoyed Phantom, him and Phantom. Okay, I, and I never saw that. I, I, I need to see that. Yeah. Yeah. One of well, my favorite all, roles yeah. of his was um, um, Age of Innocence. Um, oh, Martin Scorsese. Yes, yeah. I yes. do love that ending. Yeah, at the bench. Yeah, and I'm and and just you know just prior to that scene, um, when his son is trying to go get him to go see you know go in to see Michelle Pfeiffer's character, right? And he doesn't. But I I just I'm so just awestruck by just on his face you can literally just like feel the pain that he's in just from a heartbreak perspective you know that he doesn't chooses not to go see her but um again just so amazing that someone like an actor can bring out that much emotion and just reveal that much emotion about themselves with 
with seemingly like no words, no, you know, big actions or movements. It's just so subtle, but so powerful. Which he does wonderfully in Phantom Thread. It's does all he? The, okay. It's the little, little, little things. And I think that's what yeah. the movie is, right? We, 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 we talked with Bill Cooper. He was on, mm-hmm. and he talked, and he mentioned, because he's an acting coach, that mm-hmm. theater is, you're driving a truck, and movies, you're driving a golf cart. Oh, funny. That's a great, <laughs> a great saying. But yeah, but he's also not only did when it's all concentrating on him, he's wonderful handing it off to other people mm-hmm. because that great line in The Crucible when he was, he has to tell people, you know, all the seven sins and he writes them down, but he forgets the one he's, um, and then his wife goes, adultery. And then he's like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. But he's wonderful on handing off to make mm-hmm. sure the other people around him are doing it. And he does that right. wonderful, like deflating, like, oh, that's right. Did she give opportunity to that person to give that power direct to him but right right the crucible yeah okay yeah i think it's we, been just, a while we should just come back that. and we talk daniel d lewis films oh my gosh yeah he's just amazing and then on the you know uh, we talked i talked about the subtlety but then you've got like his character in um what was it there will be blood where just yeah. you know Out. over the top crazy you know anger yeah. um where again he's amazing um but it just that that you would know, be fascinating so to ability. watch that movie, and then you go with him to be subtling in Phantom Thread, where he's yeah. a obsessive compulsive person oh, that he can't, he's not okay. unaware of the entire environments around him that he's so oh, obsessive compulsive about. Okay, making dresses. It almost makes you want to be a dresser, dressmaker when you watch that movie. You know, uh, okay. maybe, I should, maybe I should try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. funny. A funny story. I was I was actually born in Richmond, Virginia, um, and still have some family there. Uh, and my husband and I went down there to um, to see some some of my family, and we took a tour around the city of Richmond, and that's um, and the movie Lincoln that Daniel Day Lewis was in, of yes. course, uh, was a lot of it was filmed around Richmond, um, different historic. Um, oh, I didn't know. I didn't places know and the tour guide was giving a funny story as we drove by. Uh, I believe it was a church that had like a little. Um, I don't know if it's where the maybe the minister or the pastor used to live, perhaps. Um, but when they filmed, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis stayed in this little, um, I mean, one room, basically, old historic building. And that's where he wanted to stay when they were filming this particular location. And uh, so one day before filming started, one of the assistants went to get him and knocked on the door and said, you know, you know, Mr. Lewis, Mr. Lewis, Mr. Lewis, we're ready for you, ready for you. No answer, no answer. And so at, at some point, the assistant thought, hmm. And he said, Mr. Lincoln, we're, we're ready for you. And then he was like, okay, I'll be right there. So I mean, just again, like, so I'm, I'm Abraham Lincoln. So don't ever call me you know, Mr. Lewis. I was, but right I, now I'm Abraham Lincoln. So. That's wonderful. Because yeah. It's because of his inspiration that I do that when I'm on a film set. I don't call you out or I call your character's name. Yeah. And I keep that in mind because then you're doing either or, right? And rather mm-hmm. we're, we're doing, we're making magic here. We're doing illusion. So why don't we call you by your character's name? Right. And I did that through with my actors. Oh, when that's I was great. Set, oh, that's, yeah. That this isn't, you know, especially when we're on set, this is who you are. Mm-hmm. Rather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is really yeah. fun. So I, think, I thought that was a great story. I think that's you need to do that. Yeah, I think you need to. Yeah, if you're, you own up to it. That's who you are. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like how he crafted the voice for it. I think that's yeah. how Lincoln probably would. We don't have any audio of him. Right, right. But I think if you work on that, the the voice of you know, I yeah. think that's probably how he sounded. That little 
it certainly was convincing. Yes. Right. Yes. Well, I talk about it. I think a lot of people don't really know, but you have to kind of have a voice for each role that you do. Mm-hmm. Work on how the, the vernacular, how they're going to speak and where the emphasis are rather than right. just say your lines. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. he did in The Dark Knight. Right? It's yes. almost like a clownish kind of yes. com- how comedy comedians do stand up almost. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another, yeah, Heath Ledger, another great performance. I was my favorite activity working with actors is to see if they assigned an animal to their characters. Oh, it's another trait for method acting that they okay. usually develop if they could sign an animal. Yeah. Kind of like Heath signed a, a a wild dog to his the Joker, which you can totally see. Yeah, he sticks yeah. his head out the window. Yeah, he, men- he mentions himself being a dog. In fact, he surrounds himself by wild dogs. Yeah. And so, oh, that's you know, funny. You know, he gets bit. Batman gets bit by a dog, and he says, mm. you know, "Suit can fight against dogs." So it's almost like he signed a wild dog to his character. Yeah, I think De Niro did that for Taxi Driver. He, he kind of said he was more like a crab, doesn't meet people head on, kind of snap sideways. Oh, interesting. Okay. So it's one of I think it's not one of those little, little yeah. trinkets that people do if they can sign an animal to yeah. a character. Mm-hmm. So right, it's one of those avenues, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Do we ever want to do something like that? Kind of um, dangerous, kind of like the bad guy? Oh, well, I'm yeah. I'm actually, uh, I, I have the pleasure of, um, I was chosen to be a uh, a gangster woman, actually. Get out, really? In, in a short film. So uh, we've done one scene, one short scene already, um, which was me basically interrogating somebody for um, not giving me the money that they owe me um I love and it. and uh actually sawing his hand um which is <laughs> fantastic so um yeah. so much fun um so yeah. you know super excited to you know continue filming with that project and uh seeing that that you know on the screen can we talk point, more about so. it or you kind of um i probably shouldn't um okay. just given that it's still you know in early production. in production and yeah. um but uh very excited to play just uh you know a gangster woman and a bad bad person um but who also has you know some interesting morals about her too uh which you wouldn't think but after sawing someone's hand but um well my little drawing table next to you and i mentioned to people yeah. and I, I took the post note but i always have a post note when i do my writing is and it's a reminder bad people aren't bad all the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and good people aren't good all the time you very have, very true yeah yes so, yes uh, that's the one thing i think you need to understand what bad people aren't you know mm-hmm. constantly bad all the time or mm-hmm. another thing is bad people always think they are the hero of the story in their mind they're always thinking mm-hmm. whatever they're doing is the right avenue or they're bad for from their perspective you know very logical ethical reasons where yeah. no one else might believe that but from their perspective they're justified and in, in their behavior so <laughs> yeah yeah so that's that's super fun so did you work with costuming on that um yeah i mean i've certainly thought about it and watching um, all those gangster movies yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly um so so that'll be continue to be fun as as we continue to film and um you know think about wardrobe more and more for the different scenes so yeah, yeah. did you yeah. like that oh so fun yeah so much fun yeah do we yeah. can we give the name of it um i'd rather not just because okay. i don't know for sure uh right. you know i i um would want right. to certainly get permission um but we'll, i want to be respectful yeah, of that give us a heads up so, when it comes out let, yeah let the show know when it's coming yeah out. for so, sure so you're still doing yeah. principal photography principal production of it yes 
So you still, yes. have still finished. You haven't finished. You're not. Oh no no no. Yeah. Okay. No. Okay. Still still in in process of being filmed. Yeah. All right. Do yes. you have any more scenes coming up or? Uh, we have nothing scheduled. I mean, obviously with the pandemic. Um, you know, I'll just trying to work our way through Navigate that. Navigate around and, that. Yeah, but yeah. hopefully we can pick up some momentum and um, because because some of the scenes also need to be um, filmed in kind of public settings as well like a restaurant and things like that so trying to coordinate that again you know right now uh, or you know with the pandemic and stuff on location a stuff. challenge yeah yeah on location is a challenge right and yeah so uh hopefully we can work through some of that and and uh get going so it'd be fun so back to my did you did you work with some, did you come up with the, the director kind of come up with your own costuming or did you work with somebody or um just, just you know we your... just kind of talked about it and um you know, one one comment that he made, with, which I thought was very smart, was, you know, she she needs to always be comfortable because she needs to be able to run. Uh, you know, you never know when you're going to have to get out of where you are um, quickly. So, uh, you know, no crazy yeah. heels or shoes. You know, you think about that. That OK. Yeah, that's a good which idea. I thought was a good um, a good comment. So. Well, that's happened like in the deer hunter when. De Niro and Meryl Streep are together, which is one of the best scenes of two actors, really phenomenal because he has post-traumatic stress from being in Vietnam mm -hmm. and he doesn't really want to talk to her. So he's constantly looking at the exits. Mm. So anytime she mentions something, he can just get out mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. she's trying to be warming up to him and he's still kind of hesitant. And mm -hmm. It's wonderful. Yeah. So you always have to think about the little trinkets of your character. Right. Like, you know, where is the exits or, you know, yep. somebody like your character probably knows to make sure your back is not toward the door all the time. Exactly. Right? Right? Exactly. To... <laughs> or you're not, you know, stuck in a position where it's hard to get out of where you are. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Can so we, excited for that. Can you even like a character's name? Uh, Jackie. Okay. All right. Her name's Jackie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Not like Cole. No, not not Cole. So uh, yes, very very excited about that. So yeah. um, so that'll be fun. Um, is it? I didn't hear right. It is a full feature or short. It's a short. Okay. It's a short. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But very excited. Um, so got have that coming up. But uh, you know, hopefully, can play some more. You know, bad characters too. I know everybody yeah. likes to play bad. Yeah. Right. And well, you get to. <laughs> You get to open up a little bit. You get to mm -hmm. do the things you're not supposed to do, mm -hmm. which is the whole point of movies, right? Exactly. Yeah. I don't think it, you know, I always remind myself that, uh, you know, stories, if you write about the happy little elves that pay their taxes and go to work on time, nobody cares, <laughs> right? Yeah, yes, yes, exactly. Nobody's going to care about that story. So they want to have a little bit of like, you know, outside the regular jobs. Mm -hmm. Everybody's fascinated by mm -hmm. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Life's an adventure. You have to have some fun, so... Especially yeah. when you make a movie, you have to have fun. Yes. You have to have fun pretending you're sawing somebody's hands off. Yes, yes, which, I mean, that just cracks me up. So, yeah. <laughs> so, Cole, thanks for coming. Yes, thank you. I had so much fun. I'm honored oh. to be here. Um, as you know, it's not over till the guests say it's over. Well, it's sad, but I will say it's over. Okay. All right. <laughs>